Wedding photographers and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number sixty-seven. <laughs> My name is Andy <laughs> Buscemi. Right. I'm in good company with Mr. Neil Urban. How you doing, Neil? What's going on? Not much. Good to be here. Good, good, good. And uh, we have uh, a returning again and again and again, uh, Mr. James Ferrara. James Ferrara, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? Good to have you back. Good to have you here. Off. I was getting a little itchy. <laughs> yeah, I know we're we're a couple we're a week late this this week. Yeah, a lot, lot going on, a lot of things going on. Uh, so uh, speaking of which, we'll get into our quick update of what's been going on. Uh, and uh, who wants to start? Neil, James, who wants to start? Maybe Neil. Uh, Neil you go. No, no, James, you go. Me, because okay. I didn't think about. Um, yeah, but but the thing, but here's the thing though. James is James is going to be long. James James has long <laughs> stories to tell. So maybe we should maybe we should start with you, Neil. <laughs> And that, and just to kind of like ease our listeners in, you know, you know, he's, um, Neil's contemplating. Gosh, well, uh, gosh, I have nothing really new other than just shooting pretty much every single day. Um, uh, You've been doing a lot. I saw editing at night some family photos. Yeah, I've been doing know? a little bit of everything. It's kicking my butt. Um, but no, I mean, I, our, our wedding numbers were uh, were down from last year, but we're we're at our average. Um, but we've had some cancellations, so I guess we're a yeah. little bit down. But anyways, we're we're making up the we're making up the uh, the money and, and the oh, time yeah. by know, doing family and maternity sessions and all that good stuff. I got a conundrum Baby for us sessions. at the end. Oh, you cool. bring that up, cancellation okay. conundrum. So I'll 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 add that to our list here. Oh yeah. So is that my conundrum? Well, you just too? you just you just inspired or, me because I, you said I? you had okay. a cancellation, so so, okay. so did I. Yeah. So I'll have a. See, I hate talking about cancellations because that's just lost money and it just upsets yeah. me. Yeah, it does. It sucks. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> but well, yeah, go go, go ahead, then? James. So no, no, James. just just. All right, James. What's up? What's going on? Uh, what's up? Let's see. Um, I was thinking today what to talk <laughs> about. That's anything interesting. <laughs> and. Uh, I had a, you know, you guys get ever get like the uh, the emails that are not quite blatant scams, but borderline smelling like a scam. Yes. You ever get those? Oh yeah. Sure. And there's, typically it's an email saying, "Hey, need your photography services. <laughs> um, do you check credit cards? Uh, this date, want to book you right away?" That's like a, a that's not even an attempt to yeah, try to get Western money. Union. Someone. That's pretty bad. Yeah. But I had one. I had a phone call. A month or two ago, no, you know what? More, a few months ago, and it it was from a guy who had a heavy, heavy accent, calling me up, asking me about random dates for a wedding in New York, and it just smelled like a scam because of any time I said no, I'm that state's not good. He's like, okay, what about this one? I'm like, yeah, that one's fine. He's mm-hmm. like, okay, and then never a contract, never uh, any kind of payment, back and forth on locations from Brooklyn to Manhattan to Queens. Finally, it was this date. Still no contract. Uh, we FaceTime once. The day before the wedding, um, I'm talking to him, and I'm like, look, I cannot pack up my gear and go to New York without any kind of uh, payment, any, anything up front. So he scrambled to get something through Chase. I got that payment. I went the day of the wedding. It ended up being fantastic. Really? And it had been wow. a really great laid-back day, and I was very surprised, very happy with the couple. They're really sweet. And my advice then overall is, is to be careful if, if something smells like a scam, but don't buy in right away just in case. You know, it's like if it's if it looks like something's up, 
maybe something is up, but until you know for sure that it's not, um, don't just dismiss it. Because if I just dismissed this months ago, I'd be out of that job. Yeah. yeah. Some some people are a little more laid back and take their time, and you know you got to be on them. And or some people have maybe English language barriers. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I know what you mean, James, because I had one that I thought was kind of scammy a few years ago, and it ended up being like um, you you uh, be medical students like from China. You know, mm-hmm. that I like didn't, you know, I was like, is this real? Is this not? And it ended up being real. But so you have to kind of, and I'll kind of play along, you know, on those initial ones that might, that I might be not be sure about to some extent. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. That's cool. Yeah. And it being a really good day. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. What about you, Andy? What's up? Um, so I've, uh, this past month I have, uh, shot seven weddings or something like that. Um, I've, uh, took a four or five day trip to Iceland. And I moved um, my house um, from one place to another. Uh, that's what's up. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I survived it all. I, yeah. I, I had a double wedding weekend. I moved and then I had another double wedding weekend. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely insane. But I made it happen. It Good. happened. Good. Yeah. And snuck a trip in there, too. Yeah, and then, and then immediately <laughs> and after. Moved so, house. So, we, so it was my girlfriend's birthday, mm-hmm. um, uh, August 26th. And I did not have a wedding on that Saturday. That Saturday was open. She happened to have off from school. Wow, seven weddings in a month, and you had a Saturday off. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I had I had That's four, impressive. and I think I had, um, I think I had. Uh, what, let's see what what did ha- what did happen? I had one on August fifth. I had an eleventh, a twelfth, an eighteenth, a nineteenth. Oh no, I totally lied. I, that was not this month. Last month I had more. So. How many weddings is that? Four or five? I only had five, five this month. Sorry. Still not bad for one month. Like I was and having a Saturday off. Last month was a big month. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, I had... So how's that editing going? So, well, <laughs> well yeah, that's, that's just it. So luckily, um, I with the editing, I like have seriously gotten like way faster this year. Uh-huh. Um, at just my the techniques that I'm using, like I'm putting... I hate to say it, but I will say it. I'm putting an overall preset on the whole wedding now where I kind of yeah. used to do that, but it was like more of a lighter preset, but now it's mm-hmm. a little bit more pushed, but not too pushed, you yeah. know, but it ha- mm-hmm. it helps give a style to the overall wedding and it's mm-hmm. made my editing go easier in combination with the doing all the smart previews and doing all the preview. I started functions. the exact same thing and this it, year. And it yeah. is unbelievable how much yeah. quicker it is to like, to kind of go through and edit a wedding. And I would say the weddings that I'm delivering look more stylized mm-hmm. compared to what I used to be doing. Right. Um, and I'm still, I'm still taking time on the photos that I want to take time on, but just not doing like a deep dive on everything as much as I used to. And the mm-hmm. clients didn't really care as much when, you know, like yeah. I used to say that I was going to do like 35 creative edits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I just don't even say what I'm going to do a creative edit to. Yeah. And I just, I still choose to do it, but I do it on like five to 10 that I like really want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it saves so much time. I don't blog my weddings anymore. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever? <laughs> well, it was so, just the end of the year. Uh, so thing so I did. was, okay. So it depends on how you think about it. I never blogged, but I would always do like a best, my favorite 10 shots from a wedding and mm-hmm. put it on my website, which okay. maybe helped with SEO, Yeah, but there was no words either. So I don't know how much it helped with SEO. Um, <laughs> Um, but I would spend a lot of time hemming and hawing about like what what I was going to pick you know, to show. You know what SEO is? SEO is it's, it's about it, it's about the words. <laughs> so it is a lot about the words. It's a lot about. But I figured like the blog post itself was still maybe helping a little. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, I stopped doing that now, and I just only post like a shot or two. Only you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't even feel like I have to. I don't feel obliged. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. I might post a shot if I want. Mm-hmm. If not, you'll get the full wedding. You'll see the whole thing. And and it's it's more important to our clients. Do you know what I mean? Like rather than posting for me, I feel like I'm posting like similar shots that I would normally be posting. Right. So, you know, I don't. Uh, um, anyway, so hey Neil, I mean Andy, uh, on those presets you do, are you doing the same for your Fuji camera too? Yes, I am. Um, but I'm obviously white balancing differently. You know, I'm going through and checking white balance as I go, as I go through. So I might, okay. so I, I color coordinate by camera. So like my one camera is like, is like, I make it red in Lightroom so I can see that those images, if it's, if it's highlighted red, it was shot by the Nikon. If it's highlighted yellow, for example, it's shot by the Fuji. And then I, and then when I'm going through, I can kind of, um, batch, based on the camera. So I, I'm usually clicking in and out of each camera okay. to kind of batch. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just to wrap up the, the, the less of the thing, you know, the timing just worked out well to do the Iceland thing. I had mm-hmm. an awesome time. I barely picked up the camera, um, but I did take a few things, but it was more about just actually enjoying, enjoying it because I needed mm-hmm. it. And actually my girlfriend and I were like, you know, super kind of stressed with all the craziness of moving in. Mm-hmm. And like, I thought it was going to be terrible timing to go and do that because yeah. we just move in and then we go. Um, but it was actually amazing timing because we were just like kind of stressed and like we needed it and mm-hmm. we had a amazing time over there um, and just like enjoyed the nature of it. So that's that's my my update as that's of awesome. what's been going on recently. And uh, so we've got uh, actually let me get into our mid show dialogue and then we're going to to main topics here. So uh, listeners do remember we have a hand picked assortment of information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi weekly. Wedding photography <laughs> podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. Uh, right on it. Uh, the show goes live every other week, uh, roughly every other week. Sometimes, you know, we push it a little bit more during buddy busy wedding yeah. season. Uh, and while we're at it, please do leave us a review yes, in iTunes. If you listen to the show, if you like it and you enjoy it, if you get things out of it, uh, please do subscribe in iTunes, review in iTunes, um, leave us stars. We like stars. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Words are better. Uh, don't be like Definitely me in my, my old blog posts when I would <laughs> when I would post images but not leave words. Leave words yes. too. Maybe that's why the words are important. Um, and I'm you know just I'm not good with writing words. I don't like writing words either. So if not, I feel you on that. Um, but mm. but you know the the words the words help. Mm. That's why I do a, we do the podcast. Just name drop because uh, I can just you know where you worked. I can ramble all that stuff. Yeah, I can ramble. I don't have to. I don't have to write words. Well, I just, unfortunately, this is not helping out for SEO <laughs> of your website. But. <laughs> uh, please do remember to help us help you by sending in questions, info at wedding photographers unite, or connect with us on our Facebook group, uh, and you can leave questions there too. We prefer to talk uh, with you rather than at you, and you can leave questions uh, just like. Uh, Ryan did. Ryan, um, yeah, Ryan's he left, he been left on us it, quite a bit. Yeah, he left us quite a bit. I, he basically, I, you know, I don't even know what these questions are. Can I be honest, listeners? Sometimes, sometimes the prep that we do it happens right before the show. <laughs> and we're like, what are we going to talk about? We're like, oh, we got questions. We got things to talk about. We're here to help you. We aim to please. Um, and Ryan, thanks for sending us some questions to help us out with some topics today. So Neil's going to take it away. And, yeah, uh, because I actually read them. Oh, I, I, I read them as soon as they came in. I said, okay, we have quite a few topics to talk about because Ryan sent us so many questions. And actually, uh, so. we can approach this in two ways. Yes, we can. We, we can What's read. <laughs> we can well, how about I go, you go, I go, you go? Well, or, I, and well, then we all go? 
I, we could James, be- <laughs> James, do you have the questions too? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. 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 So basically, I'm wondering if we should we should probably not read the whole thing, right? Because that would be probably not. We should no. let people we, at least. We should probably stop something. Yeah. Yeah, because we might ramble on for uh, during a question. We might not get sure get to the rest. So of So we'll them. go by question, and okay. then we'll and then we'll talk through the question. How okay. about that? Sure. Sure. Okay. So a little backstory about Ryan. He uh, he's not a wedding photographer, but he does photograph a wedding one per year for several years now. Wait, what? He says, I'm not a wedding photographer, but I've photographed one per year for several years. Wait, then he is a wedding photographer. And, and I really this want is, to get a better handle. This is a philosophical hand- question. No, and, and he wants to get better at them and dive in full time. So he, he has these questions, and I, th- I think if we provide him good enough answers okay. that he can actually dive yes, in full time. Yes, but I want to I ask the phil- – before we even continue, <laughs> let's, let's talk about this for a second. You know, you offered me a See, beer. This, this, Neil, Neil, <laughs> Neil offered me a beer before we started this podcast, so maybe, that, maybe that's what's going well, on. Well, someone gave us a six-pack, uh, <laughs> so I brought him in our studio, and, uh, and right before the show, we popped open some bottles. But, but let me ask the question – the philosophical well, question. actually, we popped a bottle. If if somebody <laughs> photographs one wedding a year over multiple years, does that not make them a wedding photographer? Mm. It it makes them uh, dabble. A dabble, bit in it. yeah. It might not, yeah, it's, yeah I, I don't. I do newborn stuff a couple times a year at best. I'm by no means advertising myself as a newborn yeah, photographer. Correct. But correct. depending on yeah. your philosophical standpoint, someone might call you a newborn photographer. And well, I'm like, hey, I'll take the job. Yeah, newborn yeah, photographer really. right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, sorry. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. okay uh, his, his first question was actually directed right towards me. Um, he said that I mentioned in a very early episode that people are wowed by my prints uh, when they see them at my studio. And they're also sold on them as opposed to printing on their own. What's so special about them? And might it be have to do with a sales pitch? Uh, my actual sales pitch is to show them in person mm. that's my sales pitch mm. um what's so special about them is that they're actually produced by a professional printer mm. a professional grade printer because uh it, when when people do them by by themselves it's consumer grade it's not on beautiful um archival paper and uh and inks and uh, all that stuff and, and framed and so that that's 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 what's so special about my prints. Um, I have them in in a, in a gallery form, um, and I have special lighting on them, um, and uh, and they look really good. And that's and that's how I sell them. Um, uh, James, anything to add? Uh, do you do you uh, sell prints a lot? Or, yeah. I mean, I know you show them um, off in your studio from from our studio when we talked about your studio a um, couple couple weeks ago. Yeah. I'm on the fence on a few things. I selling prints a lot, not really, to be honest, uh, here and there. But if they are, they're portrait based. Mm-hmm. I do have a portrait studio here at the studio. So, uh, as far as weddings concerned, it does happen occasionally when a bride and groom will come to us and say, "Oh, I love that photo. Can we get a big print of it? Can do some retouching?" And then we're all over it, um, or a movie poster or something else that they can't just do themselves. You know, uh, as far as showcasing, I like to, I like simplicity. I like to keep the, the walls that are that are brick, mostly brick, and have like one print here and there. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of mirrors up there too to make the space look bigger. So uh, I don't get that many people in here on a day-by-day basis that come in and look at the unit as if it was a gallery. Uh, so, uh, But I, I certainly I have framing options. I have these, these, these boards I pull out that have corners on them. We can talk about it. Mm-hmm. I have matting options. I have all that stuff. When I, I didn't do that, I was just losing money. And then people were telling me, you know, it's not hard to get – these corners and to get a, a, a company that will do it for you, it's pretty easy. And it was very easy. Yeah. Uh, 
but you know, like the, the, the change of the wave of people putting up prints themselves, doing stuff themselves, comes and goes. I, I just had a decent print order from my lab this past week. It wasn't great, but it was something surprising. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And she owns all the digital files from the wedding. And yet she's going back to make high quality, good prints from a, a lab that I'm a partner with mm-hmm. to put up on the wall. I'm like, that's fantastic. So it happens up and down. Okay. I, I don't do what you do though, Neil. Not not to that extent. No. I mean, what what no. I what I uh, what I found out over the um, the past years that uh, what really sells well are, are my wall arts, my my collection of wall arts because those are those are kind of big collections that are ready to hang, nice nicely framed, and and it's it's a little too difficult for the everyday person to make on their own. Mm. And I know like Millers mm-hmm. and Bay Photo, they um they sell a lot of wall arts and. Um, uh, Michaela, our, our friends the, at the Harris Company, they they're really into big big wall arts too. So um, when you say wall arts, um, what does that mean? It's it's a collection of images. Mm-hmm. It's um, right behind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, have a, I have a collection of five different I- images: one big one and four uh, uh, four images surrounding that big image. Um, and we, we pretty much tell the day in five strong images. And we we sell them like five images, four images, three images, and they all come framed, ready to hang, mm-hmm. and they're very high quality. Uh, we just have uh, a new order just came in just the other day. It's over on my table right over there. There's there's a collection of three images, so um, so yeah, th- those sell really really well. And and on top of the albums, usually when someone comes in for an album, they're pretty much buying a wall art too. That's good. So um, that's th- good. I, th- I think the biggest thing that you said is like you got to show it to sell it. Like mm-hmm. you have to show it. You yeah. have to show so, show it in person, and you have to like believe in it too. Um, I, I just really quick, I'm going to jump um, back to our previous episode that kind of relates to this. Yeah. Um, we were talking about packages last episode, mm-hmm. and um, I was kind of like trying to get people to go more towards the middle because a lot of people were booking the lower package, um, and I did take out like the second. Uh, the second shooter from the lower collection because oh, did I didn't want to mess with the full full day stuff because yeah. I, as I like doing full day that's just the way I like to do it mm-hmm. um, and um, I had a couple bookings since then um, one of them actually did go with the lower collection but it's just me and I'll have an assistant during the day mm-hmm. um, but the other one you know went to the middle um, and I think so I'll see how it pans out overall. Mm-hmm. But even even though that, that that one couple went with the lower collection, I still will be making a little bit more than I normally would because I'm not paying a second shooter. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I'll pay, be paying an assistant instead. Um, but uh, my point, how was that? How did that relate? There was a way that that uh, related. Something I about promise. a package, second package. Oh, showing it. It's the same kind oh, of yeah. thing uh, with. Um, with the wedding books too it's like if you want to show like the wedding book you know wedding books sell when you show them Mm -hmm. you know like you have to show them um in a in a way that uh that a couple wants them and you know i've even noticed too like my girlfriend and i like we went to italy or whatever Mm -hmm. and like we made this little book um and it you know we set it on our coffee table at home Mm -hmm. and yeah last time i was there i looked through it yeah yeah and like it's cool to have a book. I know, man. right? Like it's cool to have a it's book. It's a conversation piece because it's, that's all we pretty much talked about for almost is, yes. for like an hour is is about that book and in the places you've been. Yeah. It's, or it's like cool. it, you know having it, that's what I think a lot of people don't do anymore. But I'm very I feel very fortunate with my girlfriend. Like we're all about that kind of stuff mm-hmm. now, and it's like I don't know, and we're talking about you know the future and it's like that stuff is cool to have yeah you know? yeah definitely um but but you have to show it in order to you know sell it and i'm looking at your your wall arts you call mm-hmm. them wall arts i've never i mean i've heard of wall art called wall art before but i, 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 I assume that that's yeah. what we were talking about mm-hmm. but i wanted to, for listeners i wanted them to you know 
and I was kind of questioning myself, so I figured that was a good question <laughs> to ask. Um, but like you can see it, and it's like, yeah, it's a package that clients very don't often you know, take the time or know how to frame multiple images mm-hmm. or show it in a way. So it's, it's about like, it's about showing that the value of that, which is cool, man. And, like and here's another cool. sales pitch. Yeah. This is exactly what I do. I take the smallest print off the wall and I hand it over to the client and do it. Feel, feel how nicely made that is. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a beautiful piece right there. Yeah, it is. It really is. And that's a, that's a cool, it's almost like kind of a canvas print yeah. that you have yeah. going in it's there. Yeah, it's a canvas print. Yep. Just easy, ready to hang. Yeah. And, and that's it. Pop yeah. up a couple nails in the no, wall. No glass? Yeah. No glass, uh, because it's, it's a canvas finish. Right, right. So, I don't know. I'm not a fan of glass, putting glass over prints yeah, just it because it. it's, it's a glare. Yeah, it ruins it. It's, a, it's totally with the, with the glare. Um, hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. okay so going back um, to with the album thing you were saying, Andy, is... Uh, uh, when when I have couples here and they're on the fence about an album package because of price and this and that, um, you know, there's a lot of things you can say, but uh, I say this to them quite often. I'll be like, you know, think about all the people you you haven't even met yet and then you're just hanging out with another couple and you guys start talking wedding and then you start doing the comparison like my wedding was better. Oh, no, my wedding's better in the back <laughs> of your head. And then you don't have anything to show for it physically. Yeah, that's true. Then you're just pulling up random images on a Facebook feed from 10 years ago or not that much, mm-hmm. but you know, a few years ago or saved and, images uh, on your phone. That, and... that makes them think. Yeah. Yeah. That makes them think. And they go, eh, you know what? Maybe you can convince the people that just don't want it. I, I get that. Then you, you get pushy, but you know, that's kind of interesting fence. if you say it in a kind of funny kind of, kind of, kind of yeah, way. That's a, little, that's that, a nice little sales pitch right there. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. Oh, um, very nice. Very it's true. It, it really is true. They're going to, you know, you, when, once you're married, and then if you start a family, you, your your friends growing up are still your friends, but you meet new friends along the way, mm-hmm. and they become your best friends very fast. Yeah. And they and then you know before you know it, a, just a year past a, a wedding, uh, yeah. couples might not you know they have a whole new group of friends that weren't even invited to the wedding. Yeah, what are you going to show them when exactly. they come over? Yeah. Old Facebook yeah. feed. Yeah. That's hey, yeah. hey that's let a... me let me scroll back to you know my Facebook. And... <laughs> Whatever year it was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Oh, wait, let me show you a video that's 30 minutes vertical on someone's phone that was in the, a guest. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, moving on to question number two. Um, how many photos, percentage-wise, do you take into Photoshop for more advanced edits? Now, Andy mentioned this 10, earlier. Uh, <laughs> instead of just Lightroom. Um, James, want to go first? Hmm. Okay, I'm not on my main computer right now where uh, we do our weddings, but the last one we just did this past weekend, really great couple, uh, very funny. Um, I think I shot just under 2,000, and Natalie was just at about under uh, a little under 1,000 or maybe a little more over 1,000. Okay. And um, so that was a little high for us in, you know, in the low threes. You know, for mm-hmm. if, if I'm at just about 1,000 or a little over, I'm good, and if she's under 1,000, we're good. Because then that edit's going to go quick, and then we'll get it all together. She edits her stuff, I edit mine, and then I'll put it all together, and I'll look at it collectively to make sure the color balance is correct. We have we shoot with two different cameras, so it's not always the same color balance, and um, and it works and it works out good. We had a little issue. I mistakenly I switched our her camera from the studio to the her wedding camera, and I forgot to set one of the banks right. So one of them it was shooting JPEG, JPEG. It wasn't shooting RAW and JPEG. So she tells me she's like. By the way, uh, all the imported stuff on mine is JPEG only. 
So I looked back on it, Ooh. pulled out the card from the safe, re-downloaded the RAWs, but they weren't all there. But luckily, she shot it right on with exposure and everything else. I'm like, these JPEGs look fine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just so another thing, just don't, anyone who's out there shooting, just don't trust that latitude and just yeah. be like, oh, it's good, I can fix it later, I can fix it later, because you might not. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you make a mistake like I did with the with the RAWs and the JPEGs. Mm. Okay, so what's the percentage that you take them into Photoshop? Uh, uh, oh, into Photoshop. Yep, that's that's the question. Sorry, I, is I, um, I, is how yeah. how many how oh. many the percentage that you take into Photoshop for advanced editing uh, instead of just Lightroom? Sorry, I, I was I spaced out there for a second. <laughs> um, maybe maybe one or two. <laughs> one, uh, or two. one or two. One or two images or one one or two percent. If if I look at an image and I say, all right, um, the groom's face is clearly better here than in the other one because she's blinking and he's blinking, then I got no choice do to save that swap. image to do a little yeah, head swap or okay. something. Or if something's in the background that's really annoying. Um, one or two images then, or uh, one or two percent? <laughs> I'm going to ask that question again. Uh-oh. Oh, we got internet connection problems, too. It'll, it'll be like this on the podcast when the listeners are listening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's cool. Oh, we just uh, lost uh, Jimmy. Oh, oh, there, oh there he is. We're there back. he's going. Jim, Jim, okay. Jim, okay. I'm, I'm going ho- to hold your horses. I'm going to hold your horses. One or two okay. images or one or two percent? <laughs> one or two images at best. Okay. okay. Cool. Very okay. good. We, we, we lost you there. Um, um, in the future, yeah. if we ever have questions or the rest of the episode, instead of um, asking Jim question one time, we're going to ask twice. And, <laughs> okay. and, and then maybe we'll get the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> so Andy, uh, Andy what about you what's what's your percentage um i'll maybe end up taking about 10 images in out of 450 to 650 delivered 2000 to 3000 initially shot okay um and then you know like i said about 450 to 650 total delivered mm-hmm. and then only about 10 images or so will go into photoshop and it's like if it really needs it or if it's a really one that I really want to like take to the next level. Like I had this uh, Back to the Future wedding. But oh, I saw that. Future wedding. Yeah, but I, they, I saw that. They had a DeLorean, a DeLorean that was in that Was, was that, that actually the in the too. movie? It was legitimately in the movie. Really? And they had it here in Buffalo. And, uh, and you know, I almost didn't do it. Like we got these – like the second that that car came, um, it was out over at Pearl Street or whatever. Like not Pearl Street but the Pearl at the Web. Okay. And the second that the car came, I knew it was going to happen. There's going to be like a million people all around it, and exactly what happened, mm-hmm. and it was just insanity. Like everybody from the wedding, like flowed out. I could not get a decent shot, yeah. and I almost didn't like take advantage of it. I was like, you know what, just forget this. Like mm-hmm. I got like decent stuff, but it was like for them. But there's just like people all over it, and I like, couldn't. I was tried, this just for I the couple, or was this just randomly there? And, and no, they the 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 groom got it. Okay, basically, okay. you know. Wow. Um and. <laughs> And, and but then I was like, we still had it for a few hours, and the crowds kind of died down. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna take control of the situation and like make this happen. And I'm so proud of myself that I actually did that because mm-hmm. I needed to take advantage of that in the right way, you know. Like and so like I put it in this alley. I had the driver put it in this alley, and I like fenced it off. And I had my second shooter like hold people back. You know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> we're just sorry, you know. And I like did a I did a light test with my second shooter, and then brought the couple out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I and I was like, you know, how am I going to take advantage of this? So I like looked at the Back to the Future two poster like at the wedding because I didn't even know until like the day before that this car was going to be there. Yeah. He like calls me like after we did our meeting. He's like, hey, just so you know, there's going to be a DeLorean there. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> but 
but that but at the wedding i figured i was like so i like looked at the back to the future 2 poster i'm like well let's recreate this back to the future 2 poster mm-hmm with them you know and, and and like backlight it the way marty and doc were lit uh-huh. and like i what came off like great i was like, awesome. kind of proud of myself for doing it but um it looked great okay so percentage wise oh <laughs> good nice, nice. one or two percent but that one or two percent but that was one that i i had to work that photo hard in photoshop if you saw the before and after okay. i had to like take my lights out there was like cars in the back i had to like make up a wall i had to make up half a window because mm-hmm. there was it was like i was that was a good like 45 minute edit but i was like on those ones where it like needs to happen that's i guess that was my point you know okay that's why i brought it up yeah okay <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. um okay so i will answer the question i take about okay um it, it all depends on because we use a lot of lighting and my assistants are holding lights and everything so it all depends on how many shots that i have light stands and my assistant in the shot so if if i take about 40 or 50 um, I don't know the percentage-wise, 40 to 50 images out of 1,000 images. I don't know, what is that, 5%? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I, I guess that's about 5%. But I'll, it depends on how, my, how, many, t- how many times I'm using uh, lighting, yes. light stands in, yes. in certain images. So whenever there's a light stand or anything, I'll, I will take it into Photoshop. And then I will take every single image into Photoshop when they order an album. I will make sure everything, there's no, yeah. no distractions or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so 100% images that are going into an album, and that's my sales pitch to the clients when, they order, when they're on the fence about ordering an album, is that every image gets taken into Photoshop mm-hmm. and, uh, and make sure that every single one is perfect. So mm-hmm. that's my answer, 5% of the initial uh, gift uh, package, and then 100% for an album. So that's it. Okay. There we go. We actually finally finished that. Um, next question. question. I'll take it since I see <laughs> okay, it. Okay, right yeah, now. go ahead. Um, what autofocus points do you use or use during various parts of the day? Um, center, 3D tracking. I know that the autofocus spread on the D750 is not that great. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. so <laughs> Uh, yeah, for autofocus points, I start. I usually use a single shot. Um, I want to control exactly where it is, exactly where it's going. If the subjects are not moving, um, mm-hmm. I want to have total control of it, single shot. But if the subjects are moving, I'll go into 3D tracking um, and let that D750 do its job, which does a great job um, mm-hmm. at, um, at 3D tracking and, and going with uh, everything that's happening, uh, especially yeah, like walking down the aisle, that yep. kind of thing. So. Yep, center start, 3D tracking. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think you guys, a, you guys shoot with the same camera, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. you, Jim? Um, I I used to do exactly that with my D3s, and then uh, the D5 is, is uh, an amazing camera for focus, just for focus alone. Mm-hmm. There has a it has a group. It has a new uh, feature that has like these bunch of lines on top or the bottom or the side. You can move them around, and then the back button you can set to do auto, and the front one you can set to do like single point or group or vice versa. Um, so I just leave it like that. And then I just kind of go as a, as a, you know, I might just go, con- I might switch to continuous when someone's walking towards me, but I don't, I don't really play with the 3d tracking versus this versus that, because I really don't know too much about it. It's very confusing. So I just let the camera do his thing. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that D5, because I have, I've only played with it a little bit. Um, if the single, because I know on the D750s, the single point 
is harder to focus than, than the 3D tracking is um, in terms of like locking or while it's more predictive because that, that, that 3D tracking is actually doing a little bit of predictive focusing with and that's why it kind of shoots a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. But I'm just wondering if that single single point is a little bit better. I think it is to some extent. I just don't know how yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so. yeah, anyway, um, we'll take the next. Uh, okay. Uh, next question. What's your technique for nailing exposure and manual focus? When You know, it's kind of cool um, wait n- nailing exposure in manual in manual mode. mode oh i'm sorry manual mode yeah so um now when when we first started this podcast i remember we talked about this and i was using extra priority mm-hmm. um probably like 90 percent of the time now i use manual 100 percent of the time mm-hmm. and so does my wife mm-hmm. um so nailing that down is that when you look through your viewfinder you actually have a light meter on the right hand side oh, it depends on your camera um but i just i just follow the light meter and I, I like to underexpose a lot of my shots. Um, so, so whenever the light meter goes like two or three down below the, uh, the center line, um, I, I know that's exactly where I want it. And once in a while, I'll take some practice shots or I'll, I'll, I'll check out my view screen once and, in a while. And but, a lot of it is yeah. knowing in the past when you're shooting against a window or when you're in even lighting or when you're outdoors. It's a couple, couple yeah. over because I like yeah. that high key look. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you yeah. know, you know how I um, do exposure. I look through my Fuji, and I just like I move a dial <laughs> up and down. I'm like, oh, too bright. I'm like, I'm gonna turn it this way. Oh, that's too dark. I'm gonna bring it this way. That's what I do. Uh, <laughs> no, no like, wait, wait, actually, wait, I legitimately is, is there do. a light meter that actually so, tells? So, there, so there's a light Fuji? meter. Oh okay. yeah, and it's the same thing as any other camera. Okay. Like there's so you know, same thing as Nikon. You can do in Canon. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So Fuji's not that special. Ex- except you can <laughs> except you can see the exposure, which is, oh, okay. which is like cheating, right? Okay. But um, the uh, what was I going to say? I mean, it has the same. You know, like overall, what am I talking about? That like you can do when you're auto focus or auto exposure modes. Uh, talk to me about those because I'm dropping the ball on what those are called. When you do a valuative, so there's like a valuative auto expo- auto focus auto yes. exposure center mode, okay, yeah. or center weighted or matrix. Mm-hmm. So you have to know what mode you're in too. I mean, if you want to do center spot, you know, um, you can choose that, and then you know if you're if you're putting that that focus point on a dark object. Uh, you know, you're, it'll be exposing for that. But if you're doing a valuative, it's looking at the overall scene of the of the image that you're taking. Um, and I usually leave mine on a valuative and think like the like the computer and the camera thinks. Like, mm-hmm. if you do a valuative, you're in front of a window. The computer's going to uh, expose for the window. But if you want that window to be white, then then you have to think like the computer's going to think. And I always think in a valuative um, and and expose up a little bit or compensate up if I'm shooting an AV or um, if you're shooting manual, it's the same thing. You just have to think in the same way. Um, yeah. Look against what your yep. light source is. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, yeah, I got a, I got a about comment changing? about that too. With the you got to know your camera to uh, with that first question. Mm-hmm. If you don't know your camera well, yeah. the back of your screen compared to the actual image, the the light meter, like you said, in camera. Mm-hmm. Um, now and then, I'll teach a workshop here, and you'd be surprised how I many people come in with a camera going everything's dark and they for some reason have their um exposure compensation set to minus five stops Ooh. and so the camera's doing everything to make it five stops darker i'm like well there's your problem right there so mm-hmm. you know you gotta know your camera of course and uh i agree with neil i'm on we're both 100 percent manual except lately i played with auto iso uh like i did this past wedding where bride and groom and everyone coming down into ceremony was literally in hard shade then sun, then shade, then sun, and and it all looked good. So I couldn't just wait until sun. I had it. So I was like, I'm just going to go auto, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and see what happens. And it pretty much nailed it every time. It was amazing. That's yeah. Awesome. So awesome. Yeah, I um, if I think it's we're having fun on, with flyers, by the way. Like like anything, <laughs> <laughs> we're both playing with flyers. Um, <clears throat> I don't know why, but if anything, I, you have to decide what the best to do in the particular situation is. You know, like. Um, usually 90% of the time I, I swear by auto, um, everything, you, you know, like as AV, like I don't, if I don't give, if I don't care what the, if I don't care what the shutter speed is and I don't care what, um, the ISO is up to a certain point, like I'll set that to do whatever it wants to do. Um, as long as I'm shooting at like the aperture that I want to shoot at or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but sometimes like you need to know what situation you're in. If you're in a dark church, and uh, you should really not be shooting AV aperture priority in a dark church um, if the lighting is fairly consistent within that dark church, because uh, you know you you want to decide what is the lowest ISO that I'm or the highest ISO that I'm comfortable with, and then go up to that highest ISO. What is the lowest aperture that I'm comfortable with? Uh, what's the uh, what's the lowest shutter speed? You know, like I'll shoot like are you comfortable with one over sixty? or 1 over 125, or 1 over 200, you have to decide what you're most comfortable with, and you're probably going to find an answer. So if so, you want to make those decisions yourself in, in various, you know, situations, you, yeah. should, you know. But um, yep. but uh, I can see why somebody would shoot manual all the time, but uh, for me, I don't know. I like cheating. <laughs> I like my Fuji. You yeah, know? And there's nothing wrong with that. Well, you don't do that with your Nikon, though. Um, no. So, so I... I on the Nikon I'll shoot AV but choose the ISO. Um, right. On the Fuji, I go auto ISO, auto yeah. ap- uh, not aperture. Um, I choose the aperture. I go auto ISO, auto shutter speed, and I literally compensate up and compensate down and look at the exposure that I'm seeing that I'm going to get, and it's literally incredible. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely. I do the incredible. same thing with that with that um, Leica point shoot. Same thing. Yep. Um, but whenever I'm shooting, you know, obviously you're shooting flash every single time I'm in manual shooting flash cause you have to control, um, what's happening with that. Otherwise, uh, bad things happen. And believe me, if you looked at my wedding photography, the first year I was, as a wedding photographer, when I was shooting flash with AV, the results are not pretty, um, <laughs> black bars, all sorts of terrible things. Not don't do Ooh. that. Mm. Don't never shoot flash in, in anything other than the manual. Don't do it. It's bad. It's a bad yeah. idea. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay. okay, moving on. Yeah. Um, do you have any generic tips for making photos into art? I've noticed several things when I look at top-end work, and they include slight tilt to the photos, <laughs> <laughs> narrow depth of field, and stuff in the foreground. Okay, so if you so, want to if you want to make a photo art, you take any photo you take. It doesn't really matter what it is. <laughs> And then you, and then you put your favorite preset on it. You make it in, like you know you press press a button, make mm-hmm. it a preset, and then you like take things to an extreme. <laughs> you like push the shadows all the way up, highlights all the way down, and then uh, you just like and then you call it art. A lot. So a lot of a lot of it is presentation. <laughs> I think this beer is getting to me now. Um, <laughs> a lot of it is presentation. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Andy's only had one beer. <laughs> I don't know. He's why. cracked himself up Dude, here. Dude, I've been so stressed like these past weeks with all yeah, you, deserve, you deserve it. That you I like. It. That I feel like I'm like this. I don't know. I'm enjoying this too much. Uh, but anyway, who, who wants to answer that question a little more seriously to start? Please, somebody, anybody. 
you know, you know, everything, everything he named is pretty much what a professional photography should be doing, except for the slight yeah, tilt. Yeah, the slight tilt. Um, you know, watch, watch your horizon lines and, and everything like that. You want those to be completely straight. Uh, especially when there is a horizon in in, in the photo, you know, or when. Hold on, hold oh, on. no, 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 no! Don't listen. Don't Can listen. we cut Andy's <laughs> microphone off? Look, Neil, take a look in the upper left-hand corner. As you're saying this, I'm looking at that. Okay, photo. That, that's a portrait. Yeah, that, oh. that, that the, uh, the the horizontal lines are not are not uh, okay. strong in that image. But look at the big image that's right true. next to it. That's true. Those are where where architectures uh, dead on. You okay. know, those lines are completely straight. But that's a portrait. That's off portrait course. Portrait of the grill. So, Slight tilt. Yeah, but anyways, I was gonna. Say, <laughs> Jamie, Jimmy, you're so lucky that you're not in the same room with this guy. <laughs> no, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, and any, well, anyways, the, the whole everything that like you just said it, Neil. Everything that yeah, up uh, to feel the all that is comes into play when you look at it, it makes an image stand out versus mm-hmm. someone was walking up with a point and shoot camera. But yeah, um, yeah. the tilt thing matters. I, I see myself doing that still but not too much. But mm-hmm. when I do that, I notice when it was happening, I'm creating leading lines and maybe the couple straight. And then in the background, there's like a, a piece of an architecture making a diagonal line. But yeah, we've seen horizon line that, that should be straight unless you're trying to make a point, you know, yeah, but, uh, yeah. but don't, but whenever you do a tilt, I would just keep it just a, a, a few degrees, you know, don't do 45. Cause that's like, what, what's going on. That's just too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but everything you said was, was right on. It's, it's hard. To, you know, who's to say what is going to be, art after the fact you know yeah. i would i would to answer that question better maybe find out what the couple is into if they have a pinterest board that they like and then they, if you see everything that the the couple or the bride let's just say is that everything light and airy and flowery and all that you can't then make an image that you took of them and make it all dark and edgy and and filtered up to make it like you bump the uh uh, that one slider there to make it all kind of contrasty. I'm drawing a blank on the name, mm-hmm. you know. And then you got to maybe make it to, uh, pleasing to them, and then they'll be like, "Oh, I love that. Let's make a big print out of it." Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I I, th- I think if if you really want to make art out of photography, I think you really really have to nail down your lighting. Um, you know, you you could have the worst pose and whatever, but I mean, if you have killer lighting, uh, it's just going to really make the the image pop. <laughs> and also, um, uh, play 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 around with um, compositions too. Uh, really dynamic yeah. compositions can can really push the image forward too. Um, dyna- you know, really really cool shadows on an image. Um, you know, and but that all comes down to lighting too. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think to to actually answer that a little bit more seriously, um, this you know the thing with the slight tilt and the narrow depth of field, I think that's it's situational. It's beauty is in the eye of the beholder, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I actually think generally, but not all the time. This is still one of those things. But I personally. Um, and I guess this, I guess maybe this fits into that too. From if I say I personally, but you know stuff in the foreground, I I like a photo that has a foreground, a subject, and a background. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I, I think most of the time, to me, having a foreground adds something, unless you have like um, like a really great background or you're in a great location that just really doesn't need it, um, or sometimes the foreground can take away. I mean, I I guess you know, but. Yeah. But generally speaking, for my style, I like having a foreground, a subject, and a well, background. Well, I mean, it's taking a 2D image and making it look three-dimensional, mm. mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. especially with really good lighting. So, mm-hmm. But anyways, moving on. I think we nailed that one. Um, how, uh, how, do, how do you quickly explain that people don't need to pose for the camera, candids, without killing the mood? I often find when a camera is pointed towards people, they all stare at it and smile. 
with the prepared smile that may or may not look genuine. I've started telling the bridal party not to look at me during the ceremony, which seems to work, but I like to keep the instructions to a minimum. I bought and read Neil's engagement book. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, since writing this, though, I am, st- I am still curious for, for guests other than the couple. Um, so, James, any, Jimmy, any, uh, any tips of um, getting That's really a candidates? personality thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a personality thing, and it depends how what, what focal length you're on, too. If you're on like a 50 uh, or a 35, you're kind of close to these people, and they're going to act differently than if you are if you're on a 100 or an 85 even or something farther back. Um, and if your camera's loud, that's going to make a difference. You know, Some people are a little like, oh, my photo's being taken, so I'm going to act a little differently. And it really depends on the person behind the camera how outgoing they are talking to people you yes. know I, yeah. it is 100 yeah. percent like that that whole thing of what you are what energy you're giving off you see in the photos in return yeah. i think that there's a ton of truth to that and i think it depends on what you're looking for what are you looking to capture even if it's out of guests or a wedding party or whatever do you want it to be a serious look do you want it to be a relaxed look do you want it to be a fun shot do you want it to be um whatever you want it to be and i would also say that i think that it's that it's cool to take grip and grin smiling photos of like Gus. I think that's what people actually legitimately want is the is faces and smiles. But you can also help those look better by having a personality when you take that. And like, hey guys, right over here, you guys are looking amazing. Thanks, looking right at the camera. Mm-hmm. Awesome guys, thank you. It's how it's the energy that you have when you take those shots will show up in you know in that photo. Um, depending on what you say to them or how you get to say it, because I think that. From a documentary standpoint, part of what our job is, those photos are important. And the other thing that I've actually realized that's actually super important that I usually I used to never take and I used to hate it and I used to hate the idea of doing this, but I do it every wedding now and I see the value in it. Um, taking photos of, well, actually I do this for two reasons, but taking photos of every, like the bride and all of her girls and the groom and all of her guys. I used to not do that or I used to like kind of frown upon doing that or think that it took a lot of time or whatever. But I can kind of crank through those really quick. And they mm-hmm. end up looking, you know, if I get nice, nice light on them, um, I always put like a soft box on it, even if we're outdoors and nice light or whatever. And I get a clean shot. And then I have like one that's fun. And I used to think that it was kind of dumb and whatever. But like they're so important because like, you know, somebody, a friend can pass away or a brother can pass away yeah. or somebody can, yeah. something like that can happen. And it ends up being, I think, like really important stuff to, to take those photos. Um, and... and, and they're quicker too. See, I would rather spend time doing that because I actually don't like wedding party photos. You've heard my thoughts on this mm-hmm. during the show. I like to get a clean shot, a fun shot, and let's move on. And, and I would rather have more time with a couple. But I would rather spend time doing those individual shots. And then it's like we're taking time with the wedding party. And because I think those are more beneficial to the couple in the end than all these like crazy hooting and hollering like nonsense shots that people take all these this time with. Mm-hmm. Where I used to get more like those Pinterest you know, wedding party shots yeah. before I hate those things, but, but I would rather spend time getting, yes. getting that stuff because I think it's more important. Um, sometimes our couples don't know what's best for them. You know what <laughs> I mean? But, um, we have to kind of, I don't know. I think that, that that's just become more important to me over the years um, mm-hmm. as I kind of mature and, and doing what we do. So, yeah, that's a good point. So yeah. Any, anything else um, to add? Even, well, Andy, even if you got a realistic, I got a really big bar to party. 
like 25 plus give or take are you going to make the initiative to do that oh, or are you I, still talk? Do it. I still do it every time because it. because okay. what i do is i literally i'm like all right everybody here we go we're going to do one by one okay it's going to be let's say the bride's name is stacy okay stacy and maid of honor here we go okay here's the first one looking good all right and something fun one two three bang okay next person here we go and i just i literally have them in line and i literally can crank through them so quick but they end up being like awesome shots i think they add a lot to like when they're looking through the wedding um, the wedding photos of like seeing like, you know, like you have, we have people in our lives that are like our best friends, mm-hmm. um, or our brothers or our, you know, people that we, if they had them in the wedding party, they were important to them in some kind of way. So, and I don't know, like looking every wedding that I have done that with. And I think I've done that consistently on the last maybe 25, 30 weddings I've shot. I love those series of photos every time. And I, and, and, and they always look great cause I'm shooting them at like 200 millimeters with good light. So, so they, they just, they look impressive too, mm-hmm. because, and they're so easy to just kind of crank through, you know? Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like it's totally worth the time. Um, and I would rather any day of the week spend time doing that than crazy, too many crazy wedding party shots. Yeah. Like, I, um, I, I, I'm so against the, let's do this shot. I found on Pinterest of the boys pulling the boy apart and the girl yeah. pulling the girl apart. And it's, <laughs> um, it's so silly. Yeah. It's so silly. Yeah, it's 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 tough when the the bridesmaids are actually throwing out those ideas right in front of you and the bride. Yeah, well, I just and the bride just, just I, looks I, at you like, yeah, please go, help is or that a great idea? please I don't immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 I'm like, now now, uh, now if you if you don't mind me asking, how <laughs> do you shut them down? Um, what, I, what's a professional way of doing? So? I basically just so I used so to, like no, that's stupid. Well, no. <laughs> so I used to when I when I taught sixth grade chorus, um, I had 126 grade kids in front of me. Matter of fact, one of one of those 126 grade kids came to me yesterday for wedding photography really? for a 2019 wow. wedding. Um, but so I had 126 grade kids in front of me, mm-hmm. and I would have all these sixth grade kids come up to me with all these crazy wild ideas in the middle of chorus, and I, and, I, and you know what you do. You just keep going. You just keep going. Like, and, and so, so ask me something. Like, hey, ask, like ask me to him. do a pincer shot right now. Ask me. I don't you're, want, you're I don't want Go. to. <laughs> Go ahead. Ask me. Uh, Andy, can we just um, uh, actually, no, you know, sit at the bar and, and we can do this really cool shot actually, where we're all you know, taking we a do, shot. Just in terms of time right now, we got to keep going and with then things. We'll look really uh, so, cool so actually, sexy. can I get the guys right over here? And, all right, guys. Uh, why isn't he listening to me? What a jerk. Oh, the thing is, is once I start doing that, they actually don't keep going. They just stop. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, oh, he's actually got something to do right now. Um, he's things are happening. Your photographer is just he's a jerk. I don't like him. I'm not gonna hire him for my own way. But it's how you say it, and it's how you have a smile on your face. You know what I mean? And it's like because if not, he's smiling, so I think I'll hire him. Maybe. Well, you know what? If if that if that bridesmaid doesn't want to hire me, you know what I say. Good. <laughs> say, Thank you. You can have. A, you can find another photographer to do all your crazy Pinterest shots. See you later. You know. Um, anyway, um, so that kind of wraps up this email, right? It wraps up this email. Yeah, it ra- wraps questions. up the email. Yeah. Should, now, should we get to one more question? Maybe just one more question that uh, that was thrown out on the uh, on the forum. Think yes. we should maybe. Yeah, should? we can because we're yep. we're about an hour hour into it. So okay. why not one more question? Ready, guys? Jimmy, you ready? Yeah. Okay, let's do Mark Griffiths. Um, he did a pre-wedding shoot this uh, of a couple this week, and um, normally he does it to uh, make the, com- the couple feel uh, comfortable in front of the camera, and on this occasion, the bride was very nervous in front of the camera and always looked like she was nervously holding back a smile. Uh, do you have any tips on making a bride couple feel more relaxed? Andy, any suggestions? Uh, yes. 
Uh, This was actually my shoot yesterday, pretty much. Yeah, so, I mean, the thing to make it feel a couple more relaxed is your personality and and how you are interacting with them and how you're basically, like, if if I have a couple in front of me, like, um, okay, guys, you know, um, we're just going to get get started here and you know there's like little tips and tricks you know like like i have them even if i don't like the look of the photo i'll i'll start shooting it that way where i'm like okay touch your foreheads together um you know kiss her cheek whisper something in his ear um but but it's not just saying it because you can say that in a really kind of crappy way whisper something in his ear is going to get a different result. Then, okay, okay, now you guys look at each other, and Mark, go ahead, man, and whisper something in her ear, and cool. And then I'm hanging back, and I'm shooting, and then they think that it's funny and crazy, even if they have, like, dull, terrible personalities. Mm-hmm. 95% of the time, you can, you can elevate people to having a good time if you bring, if you, I mean, maybe bring it out. But the, the, it depends on your personality, too, because some people don't have that type of personality. Some people have a more relaxed personality, and that's fine. Um, but, you know, you're going to get different results depending on what your personality is. This goes back to the same thing. This goes back to even with tougher clients, um, how, how do you, um, you know, what's your personality and how do you interact with people? Um, that it mm-hmm. makes a total difference in, in what you're going to see. But it, it's part of it. It's part of it. Yeah. it dep- but it depends on what you're looking for. Some people like a more relaxed, serious look. And you don't need to have a off-the-charts personality to get a more relaxed, serious look. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yeah, last night I had an engagement shoot, and the, uh, the, uh, the girl, she, she, pre- she was pretty much just like this. Um, and, and she forewarned me uh, right before we started shooting. And, and I kind of give my couples like a little rundown of what's going to happen. And I, I always tell them, you know what? I don't when I ask for you guys to smile. I you know I don't want a forced smile and actually do it right in front of them because you're gonna smile like this and it's just gonna look forced and unnatural. And what I want you guys to do is just start laughing. And what you do is you're you're gonna start laughing, laugh at each other, laugh at yourselves, and and I'll I'll I'll, I'll do it right in front of them. I'll go <laughs> and 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 then I'll be like, oh see see how real that looked, and they'll they'll start laughing. I'm like, okay, you guys just laughed at that, and that looked so smile, so like perfect smiles, and that's what I want. And um, and then that kind of just eases eases it a little bit because if you make a fool of yourself, like and th- and that that kind of calms them down that they can actually be goofy and. And, and throughout the whole shoot, and uh, of course, I'll direct them along the way, and, and yeah, I'll I'll do the little whisper in the ear, and I'll I'll say like, oh, I'll tell tell her what you're going to do to her later tonight, and yes. and then that always gets yeah. a, a nice little yep. smile, and um, or like grab grab the butt kind of thing, mm-hmm. and um, what you know, there's one little thing, tips that you can do. To, here, here's actually one thing that I think is a legitimate thing that I think that I do every single shoot, every shoot that I do, I do this. Um, I I start as if it's a couple. I start with them like right off the bat. Um, I get them looking at each other, kissing. I go crazy right in the beginning on the first setup of whatever shot that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like literally take a hundred photos in the first look look that I do. I like get close. I like I do all sorts of crazy shit on that first one. <laughs> and and I get them smiling and I pull out every best trick that I have on that first setup. And then immediately after that first setup, I go right up to them and I say, guys awesome job you know like you guys did great 
Um, if, if you were nervous about the shoot at all whatsoever, just know that if you can handle that, you can handle the entire shoot. You mm-hmm. can literally handle the entire shoot because the only other thing that we're going to do is go to different spots, different locations, maybe sitting, maybe standing, whatever. But if you can handle that, you can handle the entire thing, I promise you. And then they're just like, oh, okay, that's it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So if people were nervous and they, they did that, they handled it. That was mm-hmm. it. That's all you needed to do. Yeah. I'm going to take the best few shots out of that series mm-hmm. and make them look good. And I tell them this. I, I tell them right there because I want expectations to be in line when they get the delivery of the engagement session or yeah. wedding. Yeah. And I say... Um, you know, just so you know, um, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to take the best shot or two or three out of that series. Um, and it's going to make you guys look better. It makes me look better. Everybody ends up happier that way. Um, awkward stuff we get rid of. Feel free to act, be childlike, have mm-hmm. fun. Um, if it doesn't look good, we just don't use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I say that almost exactly what I just yeah. said. Um, every shoot um, when I start. And, it, and I think it helps put people at ease mm-hmm. um, in order to continue. But you kind of have to go balls to the wall at the beginning yeah. and then kind of get and, it over and with. In the beginning, if people nail that smile, show them. You know, show yeah. them the image. Say, look look how good this looks. And then if, it, if, if it's within the first five minutes of the shoot, I'll show them and be like, okay, that's it. I'm done. We're done. That's a wrap. And yeah. they'll be like, oh, my God, really? Like, but no, it's, it's, it's just the beginning. But it, it, it settles them down a little bit. And they're like, oh, my gosh, this is easy. And my wife, she'll chime in. She'll be like, see how easy this is? Why, why were you nervous? Look yeah. how good you guys look. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, any, anything to add? Yeah, I just thought of something funny. I, I, it, was, it happened for real with a couple in studio, I believe, uh, where I asked her to do something with her hand to grab like the back of his head and it looked really awkward and I said, All right, don't ever do that again. And it was <laughs> the way I said it made them really, really laugh. Like how and I just I, laughed. <laughs> yeah, it was a real it was a really funny and I started really cracking and I remember to keep shooting while they're laughing and not just laugh with them because we're guilty of that a lot. And uh, and that worked really well and I've tried that in the, in the since then and it does work. Where I'm like, okay, do this, do that. And then you go, okay, that looks horrible. Don't ever do that again. And then they laugh and they joke about it. But if the couple – the only thing you really have any kind of saving grace on a situation like that when the couple's really, really awkward and you're trying to be silly and they're not getting it and they're still really cheesy, fake, forced smile. Um, it's just do your tricks as a photographer to make them relax like we all just talked about and hopefully after the fact – They'll look at it and go, "Wow, these pictures do look great." I don't look, I don't look forced at all. I don't look ridiculous at all. And then the day of the wedding, you'll be fine. Mm. But um, it, it is tough. It is a tough thing if you try all these tricks and you get all the, in in my studio here. I was like the little squeaky doll giraffe thing, and it's just out for kids. But now, I know you see where I'm going with this. I Every now and then, I get donkey thing. couple. I'm like, "Don't make me pull out the giraffe. I'll pull out the giraffe and start squeaking it." As soon as I start doing that and make the little squeaky sound, they start laughing and they're just. A lot more relaxed right off the bat. Yeah. So uh, I'm not saying bring toys with you on a on a location, <laughs> but it might not hurt to bring a little squeaky frog somewhere, and be right. like, you know, don't make me bust out that frog because you know I will, and, and that might help. You know, little but, things like but that. You say that, but but if a little thing happens, use it. You know, like yeah. um, like the frog thing was mm-hmm. kind of forced or whatever. But if a little thing happens on a shoot. I don't know. Something happened the other day that was like freaking hilarious. Uh, like with some bridesmaid or something like that. She oh she like shaved the back of her neck. So she had so it was this bridesmaid in the morning. I get to the house with the girls, and she had like hair like growing in weird places in her neck. And she's like ah screw it. I'm gonna I'm gonna shave the hair off the back of my neck. And she was kind of like a very chill girl that like wouldn't take it personally. She was they were kind of like 
mm-hmm. think they were like basketball player girls. So they, they're like, you know, they kind of took things all kind of lightly. Mm-hmm. So I kind of brought that up a couple times throughout the day. And she was laughing. She would like, I would, I would be very sensitive if yeah, I was yeah. to bring that up or not. But you kind of have to feel out your clients. And I brought that up and used it to my great advantage. You know what I mean? Like when there was a dull moment with a wedding party or something like that. So like mm-hmm. you have to be kind of like on the ball with little things that happen yep. throughout the day and use them to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, another, that's another part of that. Um, actually, yeah. actually, there's one more question here. I think we should probably just oh, hit up sure. from Nelson. Yep. Um, and he basically asks, um, uh, you know, what are some questions that you could ask your clients to see if you and them are a good fit to know um, – if they're going to work out, you know, for, for you, for you, I guess he's saying from the photographer's standpoint, okay. what are some questions you can ask to see if they're, you're, they're a good fit. And you know, I don't, I don't ask any questions in particular. Um, but I do, I think it's a matter of feeling people out. And also here's my thing. Uh, now it's about, I'm so direct, uh, with clients on my, on my initial consult. Like I had a couple consults the last couple of days and I feel like I'm like, in a funny way, kind of almost lecturing them. You know what I mean? Like I'm so good at convincing them into a first look. Now it's ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm so, like, I can convince not, 80%, 90% of my couples into a first look um, now, but because I base, I basically tell them like, I used to do it this way. This, I used to not say something, but now I do. I, I tell them, mm-hmm. you know, specifically. And they're like, Oh, maybe we should think about that, you know, but, but it's about being upfront. And if you get bad reactions, if you get bad responses from saying, Hey, I don't think, you know, like well, the Pinterest thing, like if the Pinterest thing comes up, we're like, I'd say my little spiel about Pinterest and how, you know, we should be looking for the things that really matter and we'll create our own Pinterest shots. And, and if I get a negative vibe from that, mm-hmm. that's how you can tell that yeah. they're, that they may not be the couple for you. When you speak up and you say what you actually know as a professional should be happening. And if they're not vibing off of that, that's how you know, but you have to speak up in order to know that in order to do that. I think that's my thing. Anything yeah. else? Gotcha. Um, you well, no. uh, you got to think of this. You're still a business, and if you just start turning down jobs because you feel that the couple might not be right for you because you're the newborn rock star in the scene, your days might very well be numbered. True. So in mm-hmm. in 15 years, I only said no to one couple mm-hmm. who was – I don't know what they were thinking. They wanted to bring pumpkins on the day of the wedding and and like a shot with like a hundred pumpkins in the background and a shot from Bush. Like, I want to do this day of my wedding. I'm like, are you bringing pumpkins? And she was like, no, but maybe we can do it with leaves. I'm like, it's it's a June wedding. There's no leaves in the ground. I, I had to say to her, I don't know if I'm your photographer is, is what I said. And they didn't book me. And I was fine because she was really kind of but odd. You, you're right about that. That was years ago. Um, but, but I know what she would have been like. But you know? so, so what I'm saying is, is I've never actually – I've never turned a client down. But I have right. – I feel like if we if we're asking the right questions, they'll turn you down. You know, like you you might you, yeah. you oh, make yeah. you make them make that decision right. by basically saying right. this is the way that I do things. You know, like I do things this way, and it's like, oh well, that's not in line. Well, okay, then you know you, they make the decision then. They they at least know yeah. that. You know, yeah, yeah. So you'll know you'll know too when you're meeting a couple and there's this there's that conflict where she wants to do this and you're like, okay, that seems crazy because of the logistics of the timing of the day or whatever the case is and back and forth. And if you get to the point, like I said before about this, the scam, when we, when you cross that precipice of knowing this is definitely a scam, um, then just end it, just leave, leave the situation. And with a situation like that, when you meet a couple and you just now know this couple is absolutely not for me, I don't need this job to deal with, with the stress that this will entail. Mm-hmm. Then just say what I just said to say, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I don't know guys, if I'm really your photographer, I, I can be honest with you. 
And then everybody leaves on a happy note, you know, but hey, you're still business, take the job. It, it'll be a good story to tell. You'll learn a lot. <laughs> I've, we've, Natalie and I have done a lot of horrible, not horrible weddings, but weddings where we're like, I can't believe this happened. And we learned and we have a good story to tell and we move on. It's only one day, really, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Guys, uh, two more quick things, I think. Um, we should sure. be remiss if we didn't at least say that the D850 is real um, and is a camera. Have you guys done any research? Or are you interested? What are your thoughts? No, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done I, with the whole camera body thing, yeah. man. It's just, <laughs> yeah, Neil, I'm, I'm I know. What's yeah. done? Yep. 40-something <laughs> megapixels? Are you crazy? Like, I'm just I, over that's, it. Oh, that's, that's great for a landscape photographer or someone who's doing like maybe fashion where the something might be, really needs to be big. But I looked at the specs and that the small is bigger than I think my D3S on the, on the small size and on the raw. And I guess it's got the focus stacking. I'll be honest. I don't know much about that. But every, it's already sold out on pre-order. And I'm thinking, okay, uh, it's not really not breaking new grounds. I'm very surprised. I thought for sure it was going to have some kind of hybrid viewfinder. Yeah. If it had the hybrid viewfinder, I'd be totally oh, interested. Different. I would be totally interested. Different. But it doesn't. It doesn't change things as enough that I'm like, all right, I got my D750. I got my, my Fuji. Yeah, yeah you know? that's what, I didn't even bother clicking on the specs. I, I, I saw it wasn't mirrorless, so I just moved on. It's like, okay, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Just another a new body with more megapixels. Big yeah. deal. So okay. exactly. at least, at least uh, for me it is. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I, I have nothing yeah. to add. No, I, I think we're I'm just, I, I should, I'm just done. Yep. I'll There's just my, so um, many coming out now. Yeah. There is. I know. I'll set my uh, D5 at medium a lot of times because that's plenty big. Mm-hmm. Plenty. It's and like then, 18 and then megapixels. And then perfect. Canon's do what for a new release soon. Uh, probably about a month from now, they'll probably release something. And here we're, we're going to probably talk about that. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they'll have something new to add, like something wow factor, like the Sony, uh, what they did a couple months ago. Well, um, I, I read a, a – I think – did I post it on the page? Or I read a Nikon rumor thing that – uh, it'll uh, a patent leaked out that is all pointing to the direction of a full frame mirrorless by Nikon. Great. Mm. Well, that's, and, uh, that's what I'm. We'll wait that, for that day. Yeah, exactly. Then I'll then I'll be excited to talk about camera yes. bodies again. Exactly. Oh yeah. Right now I'm yeah. I'm more more focused on lighting and, and lenses. Yep. Totally. Um, okay. So uh, I've just got one more thing, and I think we'll probably be good. Cool. Um, I've got a conundrum for you, just because I basically want to hear what you guys would do, and then I'll tell you what I did. Um, and okay. basically, because I want to hear what, basically what your cancellation policies are. <laughs> um, oh, good. good. Um, but especially, it's, it is a, speci- a specific situation, too. So um, I you know, had a wedding booked a year and a half ago, something like that, paid the deposit. And then um, my payments are due 21 days before the wedding. I got the payment 21 days before the wedding. And then um, this wedding was for this weekend, this Saturday. So I, I had a wedding this Saturday, and now I do not have a wedding this Saturday. And then this past week, I, got, I had the wedding cancel. Um, so they paid my full balance on the wedding literally just like a, like, you know, a week or two ago. And then they canceled with like a week after, after paying the full balance. Um, and to top that off, um, a lot of our weddings, you know, sometimes we, it's people that we know of people of people. And this happens to be like one of my very good friends, sisters. Mm. So, oh, um, boy. so that's the conundrum. And what do that, that's you That's where the conundrum got real there. Do. Yeah. 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 And, and I, fact, I, I, I'd, well, be, I'd be curious to hear if, if it wasn't the sister mm-hmm. and then if it was. Okay. You know? Now, um, what, what did they ask for the full amount back or did they ask just for that, that um, so, little part of it back so, so, what would they ask for so I don't want to tell you that and then I'll tell you the well, situation because I, I want to know what, you're, what you guys would do it, it, let's, let's say you, don't, you have no information yeah sure 
Yep, go ahead. Well, first of all, let's just assume in your contract it states, A, the retainer, don't say deposit, hopefully, yes. the retainer is non-refundable mm-hmm. nor non-transferable. That's important too. Um, and then B, any monies, because lawyers like that weird word, <laughs> paid up until the point of the wedding is also non-refundable, non-transferable. Um, let's just say that's in there, and it is. Um, then you, their conundrum is pretty good because you're like, all right, you know, you 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 gave me the payment. I could have booked something last minute, and you covered your bases um, with it in the contract. I, I could have taken, yeah, I mm-hmm. could have uh, taken another portrait, a couple of portrait shoots that day, but I knew I was booked, so I didn't. And now you're canceling the week of the wedding or a few days before, whatever the case is. Um, but in your situation, I my advice to you, Andy, or anyone in that exact situation where they you know the people is to be like, look, unfortunately, due to our contract, I cannot give you a refund because I I lost money on this deal whether that's the truth or not. But then you can say, however, I'd be more than glad to come photograph a family event, uh, headshots for you guys. Um, I'll put it in writing that if you want to, the next boyfriend you have, I'll do a whole big shoot on, on us, whatever the case is. Um, I'll make it up to you somehow. I'll transfer some kind of credit to you, over to you. And then that at least shows you in good faith that you're on their side, but you didn't lose the money. Unless you feel comfortable about it, go, here's your, here's your money back. Mm-hmm. That's really your choice. Now, uh, Jimmy, would you do this over the phone or by email? Uh, e- e- writing, email. Yeah. Oh my, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Having it writing. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And if they talk, then if you do talk and it's on the phone after the conversation, I'm like, okay, I'm going to send you an email just so we know that we're on the same page here in in uh, in writing that uh, an email went out and you you accepted it. You know, mm-hmm. I would go about it the exact same way. And then if, if the, if the client came back, like saying, look, we need this money back and they're, they're threatening court, court and all that stuff, um, which is fine because I'm, I'm confident with my lawyer and and my contracts. But, um, but when it comes to, to a friend, um, and sister of a friend or, or whatnot, um, I would probably give in and possibly give, give a portion of that, the, the balance back or the whole balance back. Um, just because it's, there, there's, there's a couple moving pieces involved. Mm. Um, but if it's, if it's, uh, just a client and I have all my bases covered, then, then yeah, it's contracts a contract. Yep. Yeah. So, Otherwise so, why have one? Exactly. Yeah. So how'd you, so what happened? So, um, yeah. so my contract does say, um, that, you know, full payment is due at such and such a time, six months, this amount is due. Although I would never make somebody pay it if they didn't already pay it. Like if they cancel six months, it's like 50% is due yeah. like in addition to the deposit or whatever. I would never make somebody pay it. But the thing is, is the reason I have it in there is because if I take that money like a year in advance or half year in advance, I don't want to be responsible for clearing that out of my account or whatever if they cancel later, you know? So it's like, um, I don't want to have to think about like if money's in my account. I'm not, I don't want to think about having to return it if something happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my contract is definitely written that way. Um, and I don't know what I, what I would have done if it was somebody that wasn't a, my friend's sister, you know what I mean? Uh, but what I did in this case is I definitely took the deposit and I was like, you know, I'm, you know, retainer. Yeah. Retainer. Thank you. (laughs) Um, and so the thing is, is that she was actually like super good about it. Like when she called, she's like, we don't really even expect that we'll get anything back. If we do, that's great. Okay. Um, she was super good about it. Um, and it was, there was no anything at Mm -hmm. all. So that was, that made me feel good. But at the same time I was like, 
you know, I can't, she paid for her wedding book separate, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, because I, I, it was with time when I was booking, I had packages and books were separate. Um, mm-hmm. So she paid for the book separate. So I'm like, well, I'm not even doing any work on that. So like, so I basically said, you know, when we're talking on the phone, listen, you know, I know you just made your, you know, the final pay- payment and all that. Um, and basically, you know, you can expect, I'm going to give you about 75% back. You know, I have a second shooter. They took their time off. Um, you know, and I am running a business and she yeah. was totally fine with it. And so I basically gave her like 75% back of not, you know, I took the deposit and then took about 25% of what she just recently paid. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and, fair. That's very yeah, fair. Yeah. That is. And especially when they're cool like that, you know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's okay to give back, yeah. especially when they're cool. Yeah. Um, and, and when they're cool, what, what I like to do is, um, because you know, they're down and out because their wedding got canceled. I'll, I'll sometimes offer them like a, like a free boudoir session. Yeah. Like, Hey, you know, if, if you need to lift me up, if you need to feel good about yourself, yeah. uh, come in for a boudoir session or offer the family like a photo shoot or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, but only for the cool people. Yep. Cause cool. you want, you want them to come back, you know? Yeah. Um, well, uh, I think that's probably going to wrap up. Yeah. Episode good episode, 67. guys. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the laughs, hey. guys. <laughs> that's good. Um, so uh, that said, uh, thanks for listening in, everybody. This has been episode 67 of Wedding Photographers Unite. And Mr. James Farrar, where can people Hi. find you? They can find me at jamesferrara.com, F-E-R-R-A-R-A. And our Instagram is at jferrarafoto. Facebook is jferrarafoto. And that's really the, the, the hype right there. Boom. Nice. Neil? Uh, you can go to my shiny brand new website. Yes. Call, uh, it's at neilurban.com, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. Still has the brand new car smell on it, mm-hmm. uh, so go check it, it out. It is shiny. <laughs> and then uh, you can uh, click on all the social media tabs on there to find me on social media because my website's now cool. Nice, man. <laughs> and uh, my name's Andy Buscemi. Last name is B-U-S-C-E-M-I. You can Google it. You can find my website. You can find my social media and connect. Excellent. Thanks everybody for listening in. Thank we you, will see you next time. Bye. All right guys, thanks. Bye. Wedding photographers. Unite.